This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 140, about Gotham Legend of the Dark Knight, season 5, episode 10, I Am Bane. This is Francesca Root Dodson. I play Echo on Gotham. You're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. I'm David Mazuz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Hey there. This is Andrew Sellen, Mr. Penn, and the Ventriloquist on Gotham. And this is Scarface. And you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Yeah, yeah. And you better keep listening, you hear? This is Robin Lord Taylor, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Welcome back, fellow Gothamites. This is Derek, one of your hosts for Gotham TV Podcast, and we are here with episode 140 of Gotham TV Podcast, talking about season 5, episode 10 of Gotham, I Am Bane. I'm sure everybody's trying out their Bane impressions at the moment. Yes. <laughs> A bit more Tom Hardy, John. Oh, yes. A um, bit less Tom Hardy, John. Yes. <laughs> um, and I am one of your other hosts, John. Welcome back to our full spoiler-filled review and discussion of episode 10. I am Bane, fellow Gothamites mm-hmm. and fellow detectives. Yes, the yes, uh, third last episode of this season of Gotham. Wow. And we are kicking right back into the main storyline. Main storyline obviously involves Bane and the uh, cutting off of Gotham from the rest of the world. And hopefully this patching back up, the return of Gotham uh, and the bridge is back, effectively. So this is carrying on that main story in this episode. Yes, it certainly is. But to follow on with Season 5 of Gotham over on Gotham TV Podcast, please head on over to subscribe to the podcast over at GothamTVPodcast.com where you can join any good or evil podcast catcher to listen to our full spoiler-filled discussions on this season or any season of Gotham. Mm -hmm. Plus all of our interviews with all of the cast that we've been interviewing over the last five years as well. It is about time that we start talking about this though, John. Obviously we're getting to the end of Gotham, which means that Gotham TV podcast, as it is at the moment, obviously won't be covering any future series of Gotham, sadly. Um, What we will be doing though is moving everything over to tvpodcastindustries.com. That's where we're hosting all of our stuff anyway. Uh, You'll get all of our coverage of, of the Gotham show, uh, all of our coverage of the Marvel Netflix shows, which we've been doing over in Defenders TV podcast as well. They're also ending, as you may know. So all of our content will be over on tvpodcastindustries.com, along with some brand new stuff that we'll be covering. Uh, I know for definite we'll be covering Good Omens, the brand new TV show over on Amazon Prime, which is coming from Neil Gaiman, a great book that he did with Terry Pratchett yeah, a number absolutely. of years ago. Really looking forward to covering that. Yeah, exactly. So it's all changed for Gotham TV podcast and for Defenders TV podcast as these shows uh, come to the end of their creative runs yeah Mm -hmm. but we are hoping that we will get the chance to cover pennyworth which is another show set in the bat universe an earlier time period uh probably around the 60s i think is is roughly where they're saying at the moment uh different cast but two of the creators behind this show will be moving over to that uh, danny cannon and john stevens uh we're hoping to cover that but it's on a very small station in the uk in the us um epics it'll be out in june i think of this year or later on this year uh but we're we're not too sure what the international coverage on that is going to be. And we're not even too sure how many people in the US are going to be able to watch that show on Epics. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see. Uh, certainly some of the uh, photos have come out now mm-hmm. on this. So it certainly looks like a, a really good kind of period piece of, of how Alfred Pennyworth 
uh, met uh, the Waynes. Absolutely, so yes. really good. Yeah, yes. and a bit more of his backstory, which I think, you know, has been um, sort of exposed, revealed, peeled back so nicely by Sean Pertwee in this uh five seasons are of Gotham. So it's a real tribute to him yeah. that this show is possible because of what he has achieved on this show. And it's a shame he's not involved with it, but Hey, um, I suppose, uh, there are reasons for that. Maybe certainly it being set in the past. So yeah. there needs to be a younger Alfred Pennyworth, but certainly it is down to the portrayal of Alfred in the show by Sean Pertway. So it is, Massive props to Sean Pertwee mm -hmm. for what he has done with this character and the love of the fans towards this character because of what he's done. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Always love Sean Pertwee. We'll definitely be talking about him as we get into this episode. But if you want more information about what we're doing in the future, make sure you go over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Gotham TV podcast. That's where we post things that we may be doing in the future as well. So uh, pop over and join us there. Or, of course, you can email us with any thoughts or any questions that you have for us at feedback at Gotham TV podcast.com but without further ado i think we need to get into i am bane yes derek what are some of the episode details well this episode was directed by kenneth fink we spoke about him a few times so far on the show he's been with the show since season two with mommy's little monster he came back in season four for the demon's head and he also did one of the final episodes made for this season which was the episode nothing's shocking where we saw the return of mr pen and the ventriloquist uh, that was actually moved up to episode 508 and then we have this episode. This is his his episode for this season, episode 510. A really good director we've talked about many times. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And who's it written by? Yeah, the episode's written by James Stottero and Chad Fivish. They've only just joined Gotham for this final season. They wrote episode 504, Ruin, at the beginning of the season. And they've also done a couple of episodes of Krypton. Uh, they've worked together many times over the years on Vampire Diaries as well. So great to have them on board in this final season doing some really interesting episodes. But John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the episode? Sure. With the arrival of General Wade, Gotham is on the brink of reunification. Elsewhere, Barbara must postpone her trip off Gotham with Oswald and Ed Nigma as her contractions begin as she turns to Lee Tompkins for help. But as the good news is delivered to Jim Gordon and the reunification of Gotham can now begin, Jim and Bruce Wayne find themselves face to face with a transformed Eduardo. Bane kidnaps Bruce, Jim and General Wade and are brought before Walker, who reveals herself to be Nissa al Ghul, mm. the daughter of Raish al Ghul. As Nissa plans her revenge, sending Bane after Barbara Keane, Hugo Strange turns his attention towards Jim and the Bane process. However, as the venom hits Jim's veins, he manages to escape. At the same time, Bruce also manages to thwart their captor, and along with Wade, they escape back to the General's headquarters. At the hospital, as Barbara gives birth to her newborn daughter, Bane attempts to capture her, but is stopped by Alfred and Selina. But Alfred is seriously injured as Bane appears to break his back. Meanwhile, back at the military headquarters, as the good news filters through that Jim is a dad, a chipped General Wade executes Nissa's plan and confirms Executive Order 386, the destruction of Gotham. Again, yes, more and more explosions in Gotham. There's been so many over the seasons. Uh, but yes, we're back again with uh, some more explosions going off off the uh, off the helicopters flying overhead, blowing up the city. Uh, looks like they may have accomplished the plan. Yes, uh, Gotham is to be no more once again, indeed. <laughs> will it survive? Who knows? We will find out for sure. I think it'll survive for at least two more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see what's going on in our case notes for this episode. Case note number one, got to be a big one, really. 
He is Bane. Yes, we've seen Eduardo Durant throughout the season. He's a big part of the show. Obviously, he's been a big, big character on the season so far uh, last time we saw him he was stuck on a spike basically in the middle of Gotham City after being beaten by Jim Gordon and he had the visitor in the guise of what we thought was Walker at the time who put the mask on his face very reminiscent of comic book Bane and told him she'd be taking care of him and guess who's involved she takes him off to Professor Hugo Strange once again to fix him up and yes. make him even better yeah he is back he is creating Bane here uh, in an agonizing and lengthy process yes. as he calls it which i love uh, he does deliver threats sort of very soothing threats so well does hugo strange yeah even though this is an ally of walkers and is supposed to be a reward for everything she's done for him yes it does feel really threatening for professor strange when he's saying to him really sorry this is going to hurt a lot just to prove for all those people that keep calling this guy Dr. Strange, he has no bedside manner. He is Professor Strange. He's a scientist and an evil one at that. Oh, big time. Um, and I, I must say, he's using Venom here, the, the formula which we've seen in Gotham before mm-hmm. uh, from season one. Um, and uh, it, it's really a great shot here because it's, it's kind of soft focus. You know, you see rats, you see Hugo Strange really coming into... Um, close up you see then eduardo being transformed here with mm-hmm. the the venom going into his veins and it's really nicely shot i must say uh, and he as he screams out in agony as this process uh, takes hold but yeah eduardo is no more and uh, bane is called bane we get a nice little moment from nissa here where she goes you are the bane of the unjust the bane of the corrupt and the bane of Anyone who opposes us. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Bane of the Unjust. Yes, we can get behind that. Uh-huh. Bane of the Corrupt. Yes, we can get behind that. Bane of anyone who opposes us. Uh, say that again? <laughs> uh, okay, you are a megalomaniac. Yes. Okay, grand. Exactly, exactly. And it is nice to kind of seal off this storyline that's been going since the first season. As John mentioned, you know, we saw Viper back there in season one, which was giving people powers and giving people strength. It turned into the Venom formula later on in later seasons. And now... Finally, it's entering the bloodstream of Eduardo Durant to turn him into Bane. So we finally have this storyline paying off after five seasons. That's kind of cool that they've been able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a testament that they're able to use the stuff from earlier seasons and earlier story arcs really nicely here uh, to bring Bane forth in um, into this show, ultimately. Yeah. Obviously, with the episode being called I Am Bane, he's going to feature quite heavily in all of our points uh, throughout this episode. The only thing I do not like, I suppose, about his appearance in this show is the episode's called I Am Bane, and we don't get a moment where he says that line. I was really expecting it. There's a couple of moments where he goes, you know, Eduardo's gone. Uh, there is only Bane. I was like, oh, you're so close. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I think we get the gist that he is Bane. So, I mean, I think we can cut a little bit of slack of there. course i think they've just uh, throughout the season i think they've actually named a lot of episodes out, out, out of things that have been said in the episode a lot of dialogue that's been in the episode i just expected it at many moments throughout this but let's go on to case note number two uh, gordon and bruce and this brand new general wade have been kidnapped uh, a fully powered bane arrives to take jim and the general captive um and they're all brought to hugo strange's hideout i love this kind of arrival of the ball uh, the army doesn't seem hugely effective the people that general wade has brought along with them they don't seem to be too bothered by the fact <laughs> that smoke bombs are dropped at their feet until harvey goes everybody inside you know they don't seem to move 
Yeah, I mean, there are a few moments, I think, when the sort of gas canisters are being chucked in that uh, a few of the army people are kind of just like looking at them going, yeah. oh, look at that. Uh, and that then is. the gunfire starts and all hell breaks loose. Uh, it, really interesting. Just after they're kidnapped, you have Harvey racing down the road, firing his pistol at them. And it's yeah. just kind of like, where were you, <laughs> Harvey Bullock? Were you hiding or were you back in the precinct as this kidnapping took place? Uh, but certainly um, we do see this powerful Bane arrive where he's able to take bullets that are fired at him. He certainly has a powerful grip as I think he crushes like the neck or the head of one of the military guys. So yeah, um, but they're taken to uh, Hugo Stranger's hideout, as you've said, Derek, and that can only mean one thing, and that is probably... Probably um, agonizing and lengthy processes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes, we get this kind of confrontation between Jim and Eduardo when they get there, effectively, when Jim wakes back up. And we hear the story of who Eduardo Durance is and what he's gone through. We knew that he was in uh, Penadura back from the episode Penadura from earlier on this season. Um, but we hear the story of the kind of treatment that he was subjected to. He's the only one that survived from his squad who were taken captive by uh, Penajura and put in prison in Penajura, uh, and we hear that the that the prison wardens effectively used to make them get buried uh, alive and then dig their way out, and then if they did dig their way out, then they'd bet on them and put them even deeper in the ground to dig their way out again and do that over and over again. And what we hear is this kind of broke Eduardo Durant's mind and he had to create a brand new person. He's the one that won it all, and that brand new person is Bane, effectively. Yeah, it's uh, it's a real nice nod back to The Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. And I think speaking of rising uh, and that word, when Walker comes in, uh, Bane uses that. And again, it is that sort of nod to Tom Hardy with the kind of sound where he tells uh, Jim Gordon to rise. He goes, I said rise. Uh, And it is very, uh, very much a callback to Tom Hardy's voice here. So it's a nice little nod to that, I think. Um, And certainly... um, what then follows is simply that Bruce needs to get some detective skills. He needs to hone his de- detective skills a little bit more. Maybe they've fallen uh, out of practice uh, with them since Gotham has been cut off because <laughs> he's been worrying more about sort of going after to Jeremiah and that kind of thing, you know, the water purification. Um, so we have this moment where Jim is effectively having well, is being used as a punch bag by Bane mm-hmm. every time Bruce gets a wrong answer as to who Walker is. Um, and it's all because of Bruce and Barbara um, killing Rachel Ghoul that Nyssa is here and wants to have her revenge. Yeah, it feels like she's really underlining it. It feels like she's giving him every clue she possibly can. As I said on our video over on YouTube, it feels like she's going, okay, three syllables, <laughs> you killed my father, I know you never met me before, but all I need to hear is, I'm Rachel Gould's daughter, that's all I'm looking for, and then maybe Jim won't be beaten up anymore, you know? Uh, I do like this idea, though, that she's going after the people that Bruce loves. Um, this is the punishment that she's going to deal to him, is beating up and killing everything that he loves, or at least beating up and hurting everything that he loves, because that feels like a true villain version here in in Gotham. It seems like somebody who's going to know Bruce so well and punish them properly is going to go after all the ones they love. Great idea, I think. Absolutely. Whilst also carrying out the the League of Shadows plan, which is to destroy Gotham. Yes. So she's kind of killing two birds with one stone here, carrying out her father's plan, but... Not entirely, because, yeah, she's 
got Bruce, and then she is also going to go after Barbara as well with yeah. with Bane. Um, you know, you get that really nice moment, um, really, where you know she talks about the League of Shadows being everywhere, and you have that nice moment at the end as she's going after uh, Barbara, and she's at the Sirens because a lot of the people killed in the Sirens bar were the women from the League of Shadows yeah. that Barbara managed to. Um, pull towards her after she had killed Rachel Ghoul after she had absorbed that energy yes and I think that's another interesting thing how will that play out here is that still in her body does that give her regenerative abilities or will it sway Nissa's um plan or or something like that because she does have this kind of spirit of racial ghoul in her of, mm. of of some kind um and I, I think you know that has really laid dormant for a while now uh with regards to Barbara's story so it'd be interesting to really see uh, if that sort of comes back into uh, the four again or whether it's been transferred to the newborn baby perhaps yeah yeah i know that that's the reason why she was able to kill Rachel Ghoul last season she had to be the one to kill him because she had this energy inside her i suppose um it is really interesting seeing that the league of shadows the women that uh barbara called to her i like that that nissa is calling out they're not the only league of shadows they're everywhere in the world they're all over the place why did you think our mission would stop just because you know some representatives of our of our league yeah. were killed and some of them turned to Barbara. That doesn't mean it's all over here. It's quite a, quite an interesting idea. As I'm sure a lot of listeners of Gotham TV podcast and a lot of viewers of Gotham know, uh, this storyline is similar to the storyline in The Dark Knight Rises where we had Talia Al Ghul in there. Again, different from the comic books. That's not that's not a storyline that was in the comic books particularly, um, but it's very similar to the storyline that we saw in that movie. So the big rug pull here, obviously, that this is the other daughter of Rachel Al Ghul, Nissa Al Ghul, is the important part here. It's something that, that we were all a bit surprised about. We talked about it a few weeks ago that we thought it was going to be Talia, purely because of our knowledge of of, uh, of the movies. Um, but I like the way Gotham do this kind of, you know, play it all up. They haven't really gone into the real detail behind who Nissa Al Ghul is. We may get that in a future episode. Um, but in the comic book, she is a couple of hundred years old. She is a century or two old as well. So um, while we do have Rachel Ghul, who has been around for it, millennia almost it seems from his original flashback that we saw uh, this character has been around for a very long time and Talia is her half sister who's been, been around for a shorter amount of time and is a love interest of Bruce Wayne's in the comic book so good to kind of keep her back I can't imagine if Gotham was going to roll on for another five or ten years, for example, that they would do this exact same storyline again and have yeah. Talia in there. But it's a nice little remix, I suppose, from the comic book. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think the other really funny point here is that you know, Jim is about to be put onto Hugo Strange's um, into his lab uh, to have the the venom uh, injected into his bloodstream mm-hmm. uh, because Eduardo uh, wants Jim to join that mission, uh, become part of the 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 outfit that supports Nissa Al Ghul. Yeah, um, and you have that great moment where out of nowhere. Professor Strange comes along and knocks out Jim with a syringe. <laughs> that is really, really nice. Absolutely hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, just, here I am. Yeah, it's like enter stage left. It's really yeah. good. Uh, but I do like this dynamic, I suppose, between Nyssa and, uh, and Bane as well. You know, they're not 
showing Nyssa as being the leader and Bane being the follower. Nyssa is effectively willing to kill Jim Gordon because he's not really part of her plan. The people that are part of her plan are Bruce and Barbara. But because Bane wants Jim involved, she's willing to put him under the syringe or and surgery of Professor Strange. That's kind of interesting, you know? They seem like co-leads of this group yeah. as opposed to him being her henchman, I suppose. Definitely. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a good dynamic, um, for sure. And I, I must say... Now, she kind of does fade out of this episode mm-hmm. as uh, Bane really causes absolute mayhem in the, the hospital, uh, which is an excellent... I mean, this hospital... But I think on to case note number three, because this kind of introduces the whole um, element of the hospital, really, or it's where it comes from, which is Oswald and Ed are ready to launch the sub. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbara is along, she's there, heavily pregnant, and... Uh, there is an issue of potentially that there may be too much weight in <laughs> in the sub because Barbara obviously has her unborn baby. Yes. And there is this um this this great sort of exchange between the 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 three of them where Barbara says, Well, just get rid of some of your trinkets, Oswald. You know, you you've piled this submarine full of, of your bits and bobs from your vault. Yeah, I really like that moment as well, because the response from Oswald when being told to get rid of his stuff is kind of going do you know what is worth its weight in gold? Gold is. <laughs> gold is worth its <laughs> yeah, weight in <absolutely>. gold. <laughs> Hilarious stuff. Uh, but only Ed, of course, could propose that to a woman who's pregnant coming towards him. Uh, can you just weigh yourself, love? Um, because maybe if you get on board this boat, uh, this submarine, and you're, you know, one ounce over the weight that we've managed here, well, the sub could go right to the bottom of the river and we could all die. You know, it's only Ed with his cold, calculating manner who's able to deal with it like that. But we find that Barbara is obviously much smarter than they believe she is. And it doesn't happen in this particular scene, obviously, because she gets nowhere near the sub. Um, but she has taken a piece of the sub with her to make sure they don't leave her behind. That's kind of a cool idea that she Yeah, she's taken some kind of valve, some kind of pressure regulator, mm-hmm. which means that the sub won't stop. But she has to go to hospital here. Yeah. And she's she's gotten this at some other point, but it's in a handbag. Uh, but she heads off to the hospital and she goes for help at the clinic uh, from Leslie Tompkins as well to yeah. help deliver the baby. Um, and so it, it's a really nice moment as then Ed and Oswald look to go and, and leave her high and dry in Gotham as she has gone to have her baby, uh, only to find that then she has made off with this pressure regulator to really have a bit of control and because she doesn't trust them ultimately. And of course, who would? Um, And we have this great moment where it's like, well, you betrayed me first. Well, no, actually it was second. And in in the hospital where they're trying to kind of say who started this, it's almost like a playground, um, a school playground. No, you started it. No, you did. No, we (laughs) were the second ones to do it. No, you were the first ones to do it. And all this blame game whilst leslie's there going well you're pregnant what is all this about Mm -hmm. um because she doesn't realize that there is this plan to escape gotham by submarine yeah absolutely and amazingly this is the 10th episode of season five and this is the first time we've had any interaction between ed and Leslie Tompkins. They were so important to each other last season. They had worked all the way through the Narrows, being on each other's side and supporting each other, eventually to the end of the series where they both stabbed each other. And we do get that first reunion between the two of them, and Ed just looks at her going, I'm not here for you, but you did stab me first. <laughs> nice yeah, little moment. Absolutely. Also a great Oswald and Ed moment when 
Oswald does, as he always does, takes his gun out as, as he would to threaten anybody to get what he wants. He takes the gun out of his pocket and Leslie, with a hugely shocked look on, his, on her face, goes, why are you pointing that gun at the baby? And Ed stands up for her, stands up and says exactly what Leslie said. You did point the gun at the baby. <laughs> Absolutely love it. As uh, Oswald screams his yeah, apology to absolutely. the unborn child. <laughs> uh, really, really good. But ultimately... Bane arrives here then at the hospital, at the clinic, mm-hmm. um, which is phenomenally Gotham uh, <laughs> in how he he just bursts through the door. A nun seems to run at him, a, a hospital nun, a nun nurse, whatever you want to call them, uh, is dispatched to try and stop him, but he simply <laughs> crushes her, uh, killing her, and then just hits the bell at the reception like at a hotel uh, and then uses the mic to say he's coming for you Barbara which is very Dawn of the Dead George Romero uh, in, in how it's done and of course you have this wonderful wonderful moment where then effectively Ed is prepared to kind of keep these uh, thugs and Bay, and they don't really know what they're up against. But mm-hmm. at, at bay, whilst um, Leslie and Barbara escape in a uh, in a, well, with Barbara in a wheelchair uh, from the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, I love this arrival from from Bane when he gets here. This nun is amazing. Anybody that runs at a guy of this size walking into the building, especially in Gotham, you know, you got to give her props. Got to be like hero nun of the episode. Really cool. Uh, another touch here that's very like uh, Dark Knight Rises. How Eduardo Durant is holding the microphone there is so like Bane in the stadium in uh, in Dark Knight Rises. That moment where he's uh, where he's calling out to the audience that he's about to take down the city of Gotham and they need to stand behind him and take down the one percenters. It's so similar to how he's holding the mic in this yeah, scene. Really definitely. have the same feeling about it. Really enjoyed that. There's also a moment later on in the episode. I can't remember exactly where it is, so you'll have to watch out for it if you missed it. There's definitely a moment where... Uh, Bane reaches up to hold himself by the lapels that uh, Tom Hardy did in Dark Knight Rises as well and notices that the lapels aren't there. <laughs> There's definitely that moment where you can see him kind of considering his costume and thinking, oh, maybe I need something to put my thumbs into. Yeah, really good, really good. <laughs> nice touch. Um, but certainly we have, I think, one of the best moments in this episode, at least for me anyway, where we have Barbara in the wheelchair making her escape being pushed by um, Leslie Tompkins and we have first person shooter Barbara as some of Bane's goons are are trying to stop her trying to get her um, and you just have this first person shooter uh, perspective uh, with Leslie Tompkins doing all the driving of of the wheelchair so I mean it is literally pregnant lady wheelchair driven by her ex's new wife with two guns shooting these people coming to attack her. Amazing. Uh, you know, just, I don't know how you could come to that point where <laughs> you have that situation other than in Gotham. And it is just so, so good. I, it is badass babs. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed, John. I don't really, know, really good. I don't know how we've gotten to this point other than we've had five seasons of this show and that's the only way that you could justify a moment like this that's really really good but another big moment i suppose in the episode and this kind of takes in the rest of the attack that's on the on the hospital um case number four alfred's sacrifice really it begins when we see alfred and selena discussing the rebuilding of wayne manor um quite an important moment for the two of them really definitely uh, where we have this idea that alfred is effectively saying well 
my relationship with Bruce has kind of come to the end. I'm no longer going to be needed as a guardian because he's turning 18 very soon. And that means that effectively he's going to have to step back and leave him to be the adult that he is and do what he wants to do. Uh, I think it's a really interesting conversation between the two of them. He says that potentially he's going to be rebuilding Wayne Manor. And once he does that, then he'll just stay back and watch over Bruce and not be able to be in the lead anymore like he has been for the whole series of Gotham. You know, it's a big moment really for Alfred. But I do like that he does mention that Nothing is ever the same, so he won't be rebuilding Wayne Manor exactly as it was before. There may be some extra little alcoves or gigantic caves or, you know, uh, phones that control bat poles that get you into a bat cave. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, his sacrifice, though, comes because he's thrown to the hospital by um, Bruce, who has managed to escape his binds. A really good moment where we see Bruce burning through the rope that's tied him to the chair. Yeah. Uh, Quite a lot of fire here. I suspect the grimace on Bruce Wayne's face is actually because he is being burnt here yeah um, there seems a, to be a lot of flame on that rope it's um, a wooden chair and he's sitting on the yeah. plastic piece of it and the that flame i know some of it is cgi obviously because i don't think you'd have david mazus that close to fire but it seems like a lot of fire i'm surprised the chair wasn't burning very quickly uh, i absolutely love his breakout you're right that moment where he effectively breaks the bonds just as the guys come into the room and he picks up the chair and smashes one of them in the head knocking the gun to shoot the other guy in the neck Great moment. Yeah, really really well choreographed. Yeah, a little sort of tranquilizer dart to the other guy. Uh, but he escapes here uh, at Nisar al Ghul's hideout or headquarters uh, and manages to get a message to um, the GCPD where Alfred picks this up um, and he's asking Master Bruce whether he's, he's all right. And he says, I'm fine. Bruce, along with Jim, rescue General Wade. And so Bruce tells... Alfred to go and help Barbara at the hospital because mm-hmm. he knows Bane is going there. Off Alfred goes to try and rescue Barbara and, and Leslie Tompkins. Yeah. And of course he does because you have that classic moment where um, after having just given birth, uh-huh. Barbara is, is looking at her newborn daughter um, and Bane comes out of, what, floor two or three and lands looking at them. Mm-hmm. Um, Supervillain landing. Supervillain landing, indeed. <laughs> All hope looks lost until you get the the bright lights of the car being driven as Alfred smashes into Bane, knocking him off. And he's able to get Barbara and Leslie Tompkins into the car. But and I think this is the really nice moment because Bane is this total unknown for everyone in gotham you you hear selena warning alfred to you know just get in the car and let's drive away but alfred probably with his military training you know he's done this with a lot of um jeremiah's goons as well feels he can take this guy on Mm -hmm. and it becomes very apparent very quickly that he can't uh, as bane really does smash him down absolutely in the same way you hear him telling selena to get back in the car with uh, leslie and barbara but selena's going to stay selena says the two of us will take him down together Uh, she gets a swift hand to the face from bane knocking her out or knocking her down immediately and then we have a little bit of a battle between alfred and bane but he's completely outmatched here Uh, we see him bloody and broken before even being picked up by Bane. And when Definitely. he's picked up, we ha- we get this great comic book moment from uh, the original issues where Bane appeared at uh, Nightfall. 
is the the one that probably people best know Bane for because he breaks the back of Batman. Uh, that's probably his biggest moment, the one he's most well known for. And here he breaks the bat in a different way. He breaks the back of Alfred which will most likely lead to a real breaking down of Bruce Wayne. It's a really big moment because by the end of the episode, we have Selina sitting over Alfred, looking at him, wondering whether he's alive, whether he's dead, whether he's permanently injured. We don't know, and we won't know until the next episode. Quite a big moment, really. Yeah, she's screaming for help, and none of those blasted nuns are are going to their aid at all at this moment. But I think is, a lot of them might have been blasted by they may, moon. Yeah, yeah, they may have been. And maybe Ed and Oswald's uh, makeshift explosive device as well. Absolutely. Um, Can I quickly just comment on that awesome moment between Ed and Oswald when they're being sent back by Barbara to take care of uh, of the their escape effectively and oswald responds to ed going what do you expect us to do here i only brought enough ammo for a light fire fight <laughs> good old oswald yeah some really good stuff here from from those two mm-hmm. uh, in the hospital and um, like we get a nice little riddle off ed some try to hide some tr- try to cheat but time will let us always meet what am i <laughs> and also goes a pregnant lady with a gun although the answer is actually death but it's close enough because as we have mentioned already that pregnant lady with a gun in a wheelchair being pushed by her fiance ex-fiance's um new wife uh, then is is as close to death as we're going to see here yeah. and uh, what a fine moment that is but certainly um as well ed manages to to pinch uh, the regulator back off Barbara. So yes. we have this kind of pass the parcel going around of this regulator. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are able uh, to escape from the hospital to get back to the sub. Uh, we don't see this, but, you know, they are heading back to escape Gotham. Yeah. In the meantime, Barbara and um, Leslie have... Uh, managed to get out of um, the hospital and ended up back at the sirens. And as we say, we see here Nissa waiting for them both, mm-hmm. having killed all of Barbara's hench ladies. Um, so, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen there. As you say, there is that big kind of question over the daughter of Barbara Keane. There's a couple of options here. You know, Gotham does change things up quite often. Obviously, they do little remixes here and there of things that have happened in the comic books. I think everybody's expecting that Barbara Keane will die saving her daughter or saving Jim's daughter, and that's why he will name the daughter Barbara Keane. Uh, comic book version of Jim Gordon and movies version of Jim Gordon is that he does have an older son. He has James Jr. first, well before Barbara Gordon. Um, so they're not going that way, possibly. The other option is, as you mentioned, John, Maybe this isn't Jim Gordon's daughter at all. Maybe this is something connected to Ra's al Ghul. Um, that, that is why Nyssa is going to take this child away. Yeah. And it's not connected with Jim Gordon. Now, that would seem like something you might do if it was a longer season, because they have to tie the story up really in one more episode. So I'm expecting that this is just they've skipped over the fact that there was a James Gordon Jr. And we're just going to have this baby being named Barbara Gordon. It ties up the show a little neater, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it does, um, for sure. But I think only time will tell in the next two episodes as to where they're going with this. But it's a nice kind of cliff-edge ending for... Mm -hmm. For these two with Nissa. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get on to our final case note. I was going to call this Gotham Gets Kerploded Again, but I'm going to go for Gotham Gets Exploded Again. Yeah, because we've got lots and lots of bombs being set off. Uh, General Wade, 
effectively, let's talk about him really quickly. They send him into the city to test the water to make sure that all of the Jeremiah gas has been freed from the water now, so they will no longer create any more killer crocs, I suppose, from the uh, citizens of Gotham that venture too far to the sewers. Um, that's been worked on by Bruce Wayne and by Lucius Fox. Uh, they have cleared it. We get that confirmation from him. He tells um, Jim that reunification is about to begin, and they get taken captive, as we said, by Hugo Strange. But we do see that moment when Jim is about to be experimented on by Hugo Strange, and the general is sitting quite politely behind the screen directly opposite him. Did you think that he'd been experimented on already, John? Um, I thought he was bound to a chair, so I didn't Mm. think he had been. That wasn't crossing my mind, to be honest, at the time. As Jim escapes from the stimulant, the stimulant doesn't take hold because Jim is kind of... As it hits his blood, he gets this burst of energy. And exactly. He's able to escape. He knocks Hugo Strange uh, out the way. And obviously, Hugo Strange, being the coward that he is, runs rather than tries to fight. But um, there is the risk. And both Bruce and Jim understand that maybe General Wade has been compromised. But they mm-hmm. check to see whether he has been chipped. Because Jim is also threatened with being chipped. I think Hugo Strange says something like, first, we're going to work on your physicality and your body and then as he holds a chip up to him he says and then i will work on your mind Mm -hmm. and to control him so there is that risk and jim's very much aware of it but they check him to see whether he has the scar and he doesn't so they believe that general wade is fine and dandy Uh so they rescue him take him back to his headquarters where the army is his military base um, and ultimately, what we've heard previously from uh, Nissa is that there is this executive order 386, which if Gotham is lost, then it will be effectively destroyed and carpet bombed. Mm-hmm. It, it is to give the order to the Air Force to level the city. Exactly. Um, and what happens literally just as they leave Hugo Strange's um laboratory is we get that great flick of the eyes where it goes all white and opaque Mm -hmm. and then back again as he has been activated to um execute order 386 i did think it was a bit of a weird one though when he was tied to the chair and uh, nissa pulls across the screen in front of him it's kind of like wouldn't you say something? You're general in the army. Do you not think this is a little bit weird? He seemed to be very placid sitting in that chair. He didn't seem to be fighting against or struggling against his bonds, and he was awake. So I did have the feeling that he was possibly controlled at this point. But we do find out that this was all their plan. Um, this was the whole plan of Nyssa. She was leaving a breadcrumb trail for Bruce and Jim to release general wade bring him back safely to the uh to the phone effectively that he can call out to the army outside of gotham and set off these bombs this was the whole plan of nissa and they've fallen right into a trap uh, a really good moment where you hear bruce the minute he hears order 386 being called out he knows exactly what it is he knows exactly yeah. how bad this is going Absolutely. to be for the city and they break away from their captors harvey jim and bruce just in time to see these missiles being dropped on gotham yeah really really nicely done um and and as the missiles were being fired uh, and the explosions ringing out i was like going okay so who's being hit by these then i was kind mm-hmm. of thinking is the submarine going to be taken out by this it's a whole prediction here <laughs> the next episode in four weeks time is going to open with oswald and ed standing down at the docks looking at their exploded submarine going we have just wasted all of our time <laughs> exactly i mean even the sirens bar will that be caught right. in this um you know this 
firebombing and carpet bombing. So Maybe. really uh, interesting. And of course, great cliffhanger because we get the credits roll and you can, you can feel, you know, from the first episode, that moment where you see Ed, Oswald, Jim, Harvey locking and loading their weapons to go and fight together for Gotham. Mm-hmm. You can see where this is coming to now uh, after um, the this attack on Gotham by the military, by a um, compromised General Wade uh, ordering this 386. Which, of course, sounds like maybe, I don't know, a ham and pineapple pizza from the local takeout. <laughs> Three at six, please. <laughs> Better than Order 66, I suppose. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's really important to point out that at the beginning of this episode, when Jim has his speech to Harvey, what he's saying is, it's been a year since No Man's Land was created, a year since Jeremiah set those bombs on the bridges, and uh, Rachel Ghoul was killed by... Barbara and uh, and Bruce Wayne. You know, it's a year that's gone by, and we know that flash forward in the first episode of the season was on day 391, so that's 391 days since the explosion. So, interestingly, Order 386, possibly around day 386 yeah, of, this, of this time. Is that what it is? If it goes 386 days since Gotham is cut off from everywhere else, then you have the right to blow it up if, uh, if confirmed by the general. Is that what it is? But obviously we're going to find out what that whole scene at the beginning of season five, episode one was all about when we come back with the next episode, I suppose. Yeah. So a lot there for the next episode, which is not going to be released uh, immediately. There's Mm. a little break here of a few weeks up till the 18th of April. So, um, we have the, the tension and excitement to, to mount. I know Um, a lot of people obviously complaining about this, you know, there's the final season of Gotham. We only have 12 episodes in total and everybody's wondering why there's so many breaks in here. Sadly, As we all know, we only originally had 10 episodes in the season, and if it had kept to those 10 episodes, Gotham would be finished right now, right? So those two additional episodes that they had, which expanded the season age and included characters like the ventriloquist and included other characters in there, and did that moment of the wedding between Jim and and, uh, Leslie Tompkins, which we wouldn't have gotten if the series had stayed at 10 episodes. Because those episodes are there, it's now pushed it into what's called March Madness in the US, these four weeks where we will have no new episodes because those slots in the time schedule for yeah. Fox are being taken up with sports, are being taken up with basketball for the next couple of weeks. So um, so we will have no Gotham until the 18th of April, unfortunately. But it's a big cliffhanger of an episode, really. Absolutely. Let's get on to the notes, though. Um, yeah. What is the Gotham moment of the week, Derek? It's kind of got to be Barbara with two guns, It right? really does. Like, it if we're talking really the comedy moment does. of the week, yeah. it definitely has to be that. That is one of the best moments in Gotham history, just to have the fun of this pregnant lady with two guns shooting everybody around her. I mentioned on the video that I saw a comment online uh, as it was happening going, this is exactly what every woman who's going through labor wants to do, just take out two guns and kill anybody who's interrupting <laughs> her birth. <laughs> really interesting. But I suppose for much bigger and much more serious reasons, one of our favorite characters here, Alfred's sacrifice yeah, is absolutely. huge. It's massive. Yeah. Um, like you just don't know um, how bad it is. Mm-hmm. It, have they done Alfred with the broken back and we have to have the Wayne tech to, yeah. to sort out his spine. Is that why he becomes less mobile? He becomes more bound by, um, you know, a newly built Wayne Manor going mm-hmm. forward. Um, so or- it, it's really interesting to see, you know, to what level uh, Alfred has been injured here. Is yeah. it just uh, the punches uh, and and bruises, but it just that throw against the metal support column? You just know it's going to be a broken back yeah um, so yeah this this sacrifice this this 
um, fight that Alfred was involved in is huge. And, of course, it has real implications for for his character. Yeah, does it mean he becomes more of the Oracle sitting at home, effectively uh, in his wheelchair or wheelchair bend, watching over Bruce from, from back at home? He does that anyway in the comic books. He is always involved, but from a distance. Whereas, obviously, throughout this five seasons of the show, we've seen Alfred being double O Alfred, as everybody's been calling him, the one that goes out and will kick ass if he needs to, really, if he needs to save Bruce. So is this going to permanently put him back at Wayne Manor when it gets rebuilt? Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I think another quick Gotham moment for me as well is the entrance of Bane at the hospital oh, yes. because you have the nun on the run or running at uh, at Bane, uh, but also just the whole sequence with him tapping on the reception bell uh-huh. and pulling the microphone. So that's a real nice uh, moment of the week. But character of the week. Well, you caught my character of the week right there, John, the nun who runs at the attacking Bane. You know, it's, yeah. it's really heroic of anybody in Gotham to run at an attacker. <laughs> but having a nun, unfortunately, who gets her neck broken almost immediately. I had a bit of a chat with one of my friends who is a, uh, who is a masseuse who was saying to me, you know, one of the things that massage people do is crack your neck when they're trying to fix any kind of problems that you have or any tension that you have in your neck and I've always wondered TV shows now use this so often when a character who's very powerful comes in and just does a slight twist and someone's someone's neck is broken and she says that's pretty much not possible you can't do that that's uh, that would take a huge amount of power but now it's something that just seems to be used all the time everybody from rambo to uh, to bane here can Absolutely. just do a quick flick of the wrist and snap someone's neck so hopefully all masseuse have their insurance uh, payments paid up to date in case that is true well yeah absolutely <laughs> i'm not going back to get a massage and i, I think as well another character of the week it has to be bane he's so integral to this episode um and it's such a good intro to this character Mm -hmm. you know they're they're drawing on uh, his relationship with the al ghul family in that sense you have that backstory of Pena Druro as well with the Al Ghuls. You have the creation of him with the the Venom and of course you have um the backbreaker storyline from the comics as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk quickly about Nissa El Ghul here in Character of the Week. Uh, what do you think about Nissa's introduction? It really is more of a, a reveal for me rather than an introduction. Yes, I feel I like think we so. have a lot more to learn about her. I think she's been dealt with a little bit in shorthand, unfortunately, here. I uh, don't know much about her character other than she wants to continue her father's plans. So she's obviously quite similar to Ray El Ghul has the same kind of focus that he had, I think. Um, but we need a bit more from her. I think we need a bit more time with her after knowing who she is so we can get a more of a sense of her character because right now she just feels like she's just there to carry out Raish's plan, and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully we'll see a bit more of her in the next episode. John, let's get on to ratings for this episode. How would you rate Gotham Season 5, Episode 10, I Am Bane? I would give this four and a half dispatched non-nurses out of five. I thought this was a wild episode. I just thought it was really, really high octane, high energy, high Mm. venom uh, in in what it did. It was just so good. I think it really introduced Bane well. It had a huge um, emotional moment and sacrificial moment with Alfred. Mm -hmm. I mean, who thought that that was going to happen you have the craziness that's going on with the hospital which is my favorite part of this episode um and there are a lot of favorite parts in this episode for me but everything centered around the hospital was fun crazy um and pure gotham uh, babs with the guns in the wheelchair bane coming in 
Ed and Oswald and their machinations in there uh, with Barbara, really, really nicely done. And, of course, the sacrifice of, of Alfred. Plus, we have Hugo Strange and the nice little twist with General Wade. You know, reunification seemingly there to grab hold of uh, and and execute but instead it's order 386 that's executed and of course it's almost like going back to square one for jim because Mm -hmm. you have the helicopters coming in you know an apocalypse now type moment as they fire the missiles uh, into the city of gotham destroying or beginning to destroy the city so really really good episode again yeah. building up to a, a just a fantastic finale is all i can think of really yeah. and link back to episode one of this season where we see jim harvey ed and oswald um locking and loading ready to defend gotham from presumably now the military um rather than any massive evil uh, person like J- jeremiah mm-hmm. it could be nissa al ghul as well maybe, maybe um with bane so again really uh connecting in nicely i think absolutely yes it did seem to accomplish what gotham does best taking a bunch of stories from various different media involving batman and kind of remixing them together as i mentioned i suppose uh, nightfall where bane breaks batman's back uh, dark knight rises where we have that moment of uh, the reveal that the al ghuls are there to uh, blow up gotham again for its sins and doing this on behalf of the lost Rachel Ghoul, uh, who died in Batman Begins, so all mixing all that up, and of course throwing in a bit of Batman movie from 1966 with uh, Penguin and Oswald trying to escape the city of Gotham in a submarine, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so mixing all of this stuff together, really, really interesting. A fun episode. Hopefully by the end of the season we're going to get one more 5 out of 5, John. We haven't had a full 5 out of 5 for quite a while, so hopefully they'll get they'll nail it one time before the end of the season, right? I think they're nailing it pretty well, to be honest, mm-hmm. but certainly, um, yeah, who knows? But I, I mean, a four and a half is practically a five it if you is. round it up. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'm just trying to say it would have been nicer, you know, to have a bit more uh, backstory on Nissa Al Ghul. I mm-hmm. think, as you say, a little bit of shorthand really uh, on her character, and you would kind of like to just learn a little bit more. I think, but nonetheless, you know, given the the number of episodes given to them, the run that they've been able to do. This is phenomenal stuff, really playing on the strengths of Gotham, which is cramming multiple stories, multiple characters in a really nice way, you know, in a deft way. So, yeah, really uh, good. Excellent. Yeah, let's get on to our feedback section to hear what our fellow Gothamites and fellow detectives have to say. Yeah, Teresa Zifoto says, For the first time, a scene from Gotham brought tears to my eyes. I don't think Alfred is dead, but you never know. This is Gotham, and this scene was great and sad. Sean is my favourite Alfred by far, and the acting was terrific. Can't agree more. Sean Pershwee's work as Alfred on the show has just done such a strong job of bringing this character out from the background yeah, and absolutely. making him really central. He does seem to be off screen a lot this season. We haven't seen a lot of him in season five, unfortunately, but this is a huge moment. Yeah, I'm totally there with you, uh, Teresa. I think this is a huge emotional moment with Alfred being kind of battered, bruised, and probably broken um, by Bane. I would think that he probably isn't dead, but as you say, you never know. But I I think this maybe um, adds the the layer as to why Alfred is primarily uh, in the Batcave. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is why, with seeing that moment of him looking at the Wayne Manor's plans, that 
he starts to develop it in a different way to have the, these underground sections of the Batcave. And he is that kind of uh, more stay at manor type person <laughs> um, to to give the intel to Bruce. Exactly. Yeah, really interesting. Teresa does continue saying, uh, I was disappointed that they didn't use the name Talia for Racer's daughter. I didn't look it up to see if they weren't allowed to. Aside from that, I'm not really into the character, but I get where her role in moving the plot forward is coming from. I'm wondering if she will kill Babs, leaving Jim and Lee to raise the baby, naming her Barbara, who later becomes Batgirl. Yeah, definitely a bit of remixing here, as we mentioned during the podcast itself. Um, there is Nissa Al Ghul. She's a very famous character from the comic books. Um, she has also appeared for a couple of seasons over on the CW's Arrow as well. Uh, she's been in there for, I think, season two, actually, uh, all the way through to season seven. Uh, Talia's very recently joined that show uh, in another role on, on that on that show. So I'm wondering if possibly because she's already on CW right now that they didn't want to confuse everybody by having her uh, used there and on Gotham as well. So maybe that's the reason. Um, I think it's likely that by changing it up and having the baby being born and being a girl first, that it is uh, named after Barbara, who sacrifices herself in some way to save the child. And that's why Jim uh, is able to do it. Like, I love the little gag in this episode where Lee goes, I'll help you out, Barbara. And Barbara goes, yeah. Hi, honey. Uh, this is your father's wife. I've only tried to kill her maybe once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely little moment between the two of them. I thought that was quite quite a fun little underlining of their relationship over the course of the seasons. Remember, these two were in a fist fight in season one. They have this relationship going on right the way back to that. You know, uh, really interesting. Uh, Teresa finally says, I always love scenes with Ed and Oswald. My favorite line of this episode was Ed and his riddle. As they are trying to get out of the clinic, Oswald's answer isn't exactly what Ed wants but Ed says, it's close enough. It's probably the only time we'll ever hear Ed settle. Yeah, that is true, actually. Good mm-hmm. spot, Teresa, that Ed actually settles on an incorrect answer yes. uh, because it's close enough to what uh, the answer is, which is death. And, of course, I think, as we said in the podcast, um, a pregnant lady currently having contractions, being pushed around by her ex's uh, new wife, um, is probably as close to... Um, death with a scythe as you're probably going to get and by heck did she cut down a lot of those goons Mm -hmm. so yeah thanks so much for that Teresa thanks Teresa um Charlotte Bain also on Facebook says my heart for Alfred that was brutal bloody and breaking his back that hurt me I have back issues Sean is the best Alfred ever I have back issues too, uh, Charlotte, and I do have to say there was a little twinge mm. as that happened. Um, and totally there with you about the brutal, bloody, and breaking execution that um, Bane did on Alfred. I promise I've never thrown John against a pole. No, you, you haven't. That's yeah. not why I have back issues. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Charlotte carries on, says, Selena screamed and cried over Alfred. Selena never leaves her friends. They are family. I was gutted. Mm. Shane West is perfect as Bane. Vicious and brutal. Mm-hmm. I liked the Rachel Ghoul's daughter and getting revenge on Bruce and Barbara. Ed and Oswald were hilarious, yep. especially when he apologizes to Barbara on pointing the gun at her and the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ed using his intelligence, he tried to stop Bane by exploding the oxygen containers. Lee and Barbara, I love them. Babs apologized and thanked Lee for helping and being with her. They both had tears. Babs told the baby, this is Auntie Lee. I tried to kill her twice. <laughs> Absolutely. Such a great line. Um, and as as you said, Derek, completely sums up uh, their relationship. Yep. 
Finally, Charlotte says, Bruce being in pain, seeing his father figure Jim being kicked almost to death by Bane. That was painful. These are my favorite scenes. I had all types of emotions going on with me. Thanks so much, John and Derek. Love you all and your podcast. Thanks, Charlotte. Thank you, Charlotte, so much for that. Uh, it's great to get your input. It's great to get everyone's input uh, into Gotham TV podcast because you, our fellow Gothamites, add so much um, to the podcast and to the community for sure. Definitely. Thanks so much, Charlotte. Great to hear from you. Always great to hear your thoughts after each of the episodes. Uh, also on Facebook, Roger Sprung says... One more of my favourite parts, but it was a small one, was when Bane comes thundering into the hospital and rings the bell at the front desk. (laughs) Absolutely, Roger. This was superb. Not only the doors being broken off their hinges, Mm -hmm. there was the nurse nun trying to be heroic, but sadly well outmatched here. Uh, Maybe if she had a tranquilizer or a sedative that she could have injected into him, who knows? Maybe a very big sedative. She was dispatched pretty quickly. And then to top it all off, the ding-ding of the bell Uh at at the reception as he announces to the hospital and to Barbara that he's coming for her. Absolutely. Can I just say one thing that I thought was also very funny in the episode now that uh, Roger's pointed out one of his favourite points? Uh, The moments where Professor Strange injects Jim with a stimulant and is completely surprised by the fact that this stimulates Jim to break from his bonds. Can I go and, um, this might be a lesson for Professor Strange next time. You may want to give him a sedative and then the stimulant, perhaps, or give him (laughs) something to knock him out and then give him something to build up his muscles. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, But thanks so much for that, Roger. A bit more feedback from Richard Blaze over on Facebook. He says, well, I thought at times it felt like a typical pre-finale episode, but other times it was just totally on point. Loved Bane. Spot on, cold blooded mercenary who just wouldn't stop penguin and riddler are back to themselves and the banter is to both is still just a joy to watch even after five seasons alfred getting beat down was vicious and brutal and maybe now he'll finally realize he's safer just staying indoors (laughs) true (laughs) bruce keeps on showing shades of who he will become and in this episode demonstrates he has the ability to think his way out of a situation if by chance you met a stranger who wanted to know why gotham is or was the greatest show, you'd only have to show them one clip. Barbara, deep in labor, spinning around in a wheelchair with two guns <laughs> a la John Woo film, disposing of the oncoming army. Absolutely, absolutely, Richard. Um, you just needed a few doves to fly off as well uh, on one of the shots to really capture that John Woo uh, experience. <laughs> so definitely, it's uh, John Woo guns are toting for sure. <laughs> finally, Richard says, There's, they've only gone and bloody done it. They've finally achieved the destruction of Gotham. Where do we go from here? Well, we did see a lot of bombs being dropped. We did see a lot of building exploding. But once again, this has happened in the past. This has happened in season three and season four of Gotham. So let's see what destruction is left when we get back for the next episode. What actual buildings are left and what parts of Gotham are left when we get back. It could be a brand new city. This could end up being the narrows of a greater, bigger Gotham in the future. You never know what way it's going to go. What we do know is we're going to get two more episodes leading us into the finale of the show and the introduction of Batman. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, Really intrigued to see what happens on that. 
Thanks so much for all of your feedback so far this season, Gothamites. If you want to send us any feedback, you can email us at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com. You can go to our website at gothamtvpodcast.com to click on the voicemail button and send us in some voicemail. We want to hear your thoughts of the rest of the season. You can always join us over on Twitter as well at Gotham TV Podcast. As we mentioned, the show is going on break again, but we'll be back in a few weeks' time on the 18th of April with the penultimate episode of Gotham. Ooh. Yes, and what is that called? You can only guess. But episode 11 is They Did What? Mm -hmm. Who knows what is going to be (laughs) in that penultimate episode of Gotham. But wow, am I looking forward to it. Absolutely, yeah. Make sure you stay subscribed to the podcast at GothamTVPodcast.com as well so you can catch our review of that episode when it comes out. Thanks so much for joining us, fellow Gothamites. We'll talk to you again next time. Yeah, as always, fellow Gothamites, it is a pleasure I'm off to go and put on a wimple and uh, try and stop someone who's just crashed through the door of my hospital. But after I've done that and hopefully have survived the encounter, we'll be back to speak with you again shortly. It might take four weeks to recover from Absolutely. that attacker. <laughs> See you again soon. Bye. This is Andrew Sellen, Mr. Penn, and the Ventriloquist on Gotham. And this is Scarface. And you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Yeah, yeah. And you better keep listening, you hear?